Welcome to Season 3 of Pick the Plot. I'm Rebecca McKinnon, your host for this interactive story experience. Together, we'll travel through an original story. A story that's being written as we go, so you can have a say in what happens. This season, we're experiencing an adventure. Will it be a pirate story? A game of cat and mouse? A tale of revenge or betrayal? It could be a combination of some or all of those things. It's up to the listeners, driven by each choice you make. Because on this podcast, the listeners get to pick the plot. At the end of our last episode, Sid had to decide if he wanted to remain on the Fortune's Queen with Maggie or follow Hink to the Renegade's Revenge. 71% of you wanted Sid to sail on the Renegade's Revenge. Episode 7 The Renegade's Revenge Sid leaned into the breeze and braced his hands against the rail of the upper deck. Shouts and the clash of steel against steel filled the air from the mock battle below. The crews of both ships had improved in the days they'd been sailing and fighting together. Over on the Fortune's Queen, Maggie and her new first mate watched the fight as well. Amir had taken to life as a pirate quickly. His fighting skills were greater than any of the other new recruits, but his true strength was strategizing ship-to-ship battles. Several times through each day, Maggie or Hank would shout an attack, and the ship would practice boarding and fighting the other ship's crew into submission. Usually the attacking ship won, but sometimes the defending crew managed to deflect the attack. Each skirmish was longer than the last as skills and confidence grew. They're doing well. Hank shifted beside Sid, angling for a better view. Some of them could use extra practice. Sid nodded. The new additions were good sailors and strong, but a few needed to work on their attacks, and some of them were just slow enough that in a real battle they were sure to be injured. As had become their custom, he pointed each of them out to Hank and explained what he saw. I've never taught anyone to fight. On the streets you were either good enough, or you were as good as dead. I don't know how to help them. From the corner of his eye, he watched Hank turn to him. You've done better than you realize. You're patient with them, and you've found strengths for each of the crew. Now you help them focus on those strengths, drill them mercilessly, and teach them to get out of the way when their strengths aren't needed. It was too easy to tell the weaker fighters to get out of the way. Every man and woman wanted to prove themselves, but when they were in a real battle, it wouldn't always be possible. They had to know how to block attacks of every kind. He met Hank's gaze. What if I can't help them enough? Try not to think on that. Hank's jaw tightened, a reminder the gruff captain had felt that weight as Maggie's first mate for a long time. Do the best you can for each of them, but remember each one of them knows what they're getting into. Even if they're new to fighting, they know there's a chance they'll come out on the other end of the battle, disfigured or worse. Train them hard, but trust them, too. Extra training. I don't know when we'll fit that in. With these battles and the work of keeping the ship going, 
They watched as some of their sailors jumped across to the queen to attack those of Maggie's crew Amir had held in reserve. Sid hesitated, then asked the question that had haunted him for days. Why me? You had all these sailors to choose from, so why did you and Maggie want me to step into this job? Hank's laugh was a low rumble that didn't reach his hard face. The woman has a soft spot for you. Like I said before, I'm guessing she sees you as the son she lost. She wants you protected when that watchman comes after you. And what better way to protect you than to make you into someone the crew respect and trust? It all comes back to the watchman. Disappointment he hadn't expected to feel surged through him. One corner of Hank's mouth twitched. Even with that, she wouldn't have suggested you take the extra responsibility if she didn't trust you to live up to the job. And you? Why did you want me as first mate? The crew likes you, and you proved yourself capturing this ship. I knew you to do well, and it's important you build a name for yourself. That's easier to do if you're seen as a leader. Hank went back to watching as the crew of the Renegade's Revenge overpowered those on the Queen. Kat and the small group Sid had assigned to her had disarmed and surrounded Maggie and Amir, winning the game. All that's true, but putting you in this position is what Maggie wanted. I trust and honor her opinion. She's been my captain for a long time. Hank was quiet long enough that Sid began to think the conversation over. Maggie had made it clear from the start that she had plans for Sid. Hank, as her first mate, had been blunt in his dismissal of the scrawny addition, but Sid was filling out and doing his best to carry his share of the ship's work. He'd believed Hank had started to see him as something more than a stowaway who should be sold at the first port, but now he wondered if Hank would ever see past his first impression. Finally, almost to himself, Hank continued, I'll do anything she asks of me. Sid swallowed hard. Hank wouldn't have taken him as first mate if Maggie hadn't asked him to. It was an answer he hadn't wanted. Hank released the rail and set his hand on Sid's shoulder. You understand what I'm saying. You wanted me to stay aboard the Fortune's Queen. Hank's well-schooled expression fell away, surprise widening his eyes. No. I'm proud to have you aboard, and if I felt Maggie was pushing you into a role you weren't ready for, I'd have trained you until you were. He drew his brows into a single long line. If I didn't trust you, I wouldn't have told you I'll do whatever that woman wants me to. I need for you to always tell me the truth, and to stop me if she asks me to do anything that puts the crew in more harm than they'd willingly accept. She never has before, but the crew has to be able to rely on me and I don't know if I can trust myself to tell her no if I needed to. As the pieces fell into place, the tension left Sid. Hank wasn't trying to tell Sid he didn't belong. He wanted Sid to know he was in love with Maggie. The light of day was just beginning to make itself known pulling faces from the shadows. Kat's narrowed eyes flicked from Sid's face to his dagger and back again. Sid closed his eyes and waited. 
A breath of wind brushed against his right arm, separate from the breeze on his back. Without opening his eyes, he swung his open left hand across his body and knocked Kat's arm aside before her wrapped blade could bruise his arm. At a whisper of moving fabric, Sid reached out and grabbed Kat's arm, twisting it behind her as he spun her. Her knife clattered to the deck. He pulled her close, cradling her back against his chest as he rested his dagger's blade against her throat. He didn't open his eyes until she sighed. He lowered his arms and stepped back. Kat scooped up her knife and grinned at him. Their late night and early morning sparring was paying off. He was getting better at sensing attacks instead of relying on sight. Most of the crew gathered to watch Sid and Kat hunt each other. It had become a sport for the crew, and many of them wanted to participate. They created games of their own, practicing in twos and threes with anyone who wasn't busy sailing the ship. Sid was finally starting to think they stood a chance against the treasure ship and the escort it had been granted. A shout came from up in the rigging. Hank stepped out of the captain's quarters. He looked for Sid in the growing light and beckoned to him. Sid made his way through the sailors and onto the upper deck. Cat followed close on his heels. Hank nodded toward the rigging. The figure perched above them was just a boy. He waved his arm before pointing at the horizon. Sid turned to look. He couldn't see anything, but he trusted something was there. Soon, the pale pinks and oranges of sunrise darkened, then gave way to the clear light of a cloudless day. As the day grew, the tiny smudge in the distance did too, until everyone could see the shapes and colors of the island smeared against the water and sunlight. Il Marie! Kat's voice was hushed, as if she'd entered a great cathedral. Soon we'll be at Libertalia. Hank sounded happy in a way Sid hadn't heard before. You've been there? Hank nodded a far-off look in his eyes. I lived there for a time before returning to the sea. It feels like coming home. The crew moved through their assignments with excitement. The closer they got to Ile Saint-Marie, the more excitement Sid could feel around him. Then the island slid into focus. Brilliant waters lapped against long stretches of bright white sand. The beaches gave way to tall palms and trees Sid didn't have names for, and here and there he could see a kind of longboat pulled up onto the sand. Where's Libertalia? Hank gestured to where the island curved away from them. We'll go around the bend, then past two coves where we'll see other ships, meant to confuse anyone searching for our haven. Past that, there's a hidden cove where we'll find Libertalia. Are they true, the stories the crew have been telling? Hank looked behind them where the queen followed their lead. It's a wondrous place, but none of them, save Maggie and myself, have been there. The tales from those who have spread and grow crossing the seas and calling to those men and women of fortune who want a quieter life than they'd find in Tortuga or New Providence. But they're still just tales. As they passed the bays, Sid watched the ships they held. He couldn't see any movement on them, and wondered if the ships had been abandoned there or if they still went to sea. Hank sailed them into a river just wide enough for the ship, but deeper than it looked. The river curved back on itself twice before opening into a large cove. They docked alongside several other ships, 
Then Hank returned to Sid. The crew will sleep on the ship, but I must stay on dry land. You have the choice of staying here or coming with me. What will it be? Will Sid stay with the crew aboard the Renegade's Revenge, or join Hank on land? It's up to you. You can vote for your plot choice on our website, rebeccamckinnon.com slash pickthepot. Voting will be open for one week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I look forward to seeing where our story goes from here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.